If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and my favorite, personal develop- personal development. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, that just simply means it. Now, pull, it to the, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Today's topic is entitled... What is entrepreneurship and the reason why you must be an entrepreneur? What is entrepreneurship and the reason why you must be an entrepreneur? Three impact secret points I hope that you can obtain out of this, or I should say value that you can get out of today's show is generational wealth, purpose, Uncomfortable with change. Again, three impact secret value points that I hope you will get out of the show is generational wealth, purpose, and uncomfortable with change. I'm reading this book that I actually got, uh, it was on, on Instagram and I was scrolling through because I was looking for subjects that I may want to talk about or do, you know, or, or do more research on. And I came across this book and it, and it reason why now I, and a lot of times, you know, people have ads on there and reason why this one caught, uh, caught my attention was the fact that when you start getting into the world of marketing and sales, uh, you you start understanding the foundation and I learned the foundation as far as from marketing really from Russell Bronson when he talked about the really three core pieces which are a hook a story and an offer and I've I think I've discussed that with you before family about the hook story and offer and this book was entitled the the hook and they were offering it uh, through their website but I wanted it now so I went and purchased it Um, And as I'm reading this book, I'm becoming more and more amazed about things that I would call out, but but I didn't have any context to support it. In this book, it was talking about a story of how Netflix were was able to take over basically, you know, Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and any other video store because of the because of how they offered a way to view your your content as well as the way that they took it upon themselves to find find issues in the market. Now, when you think about it, when you would go to Blockbuster Video, I don't know about you, but I sometimes will forget to take the the video back on when it was due. And of course, they would give you a late fee. And if you kept it too long, then they were just they just charged it to the game and said, well, hey, you basically just bought you a DVD or a video game or whatever that that made. Now, the the blockbuster business model made sense or the Hollywood video, you know, business model made sense at that time. And, you know, you're thinking like, man, I wish I would have been in that market as far as, you know, being being the one that created that. Because just think if you bought a 
let's say you went out and bought a a DVD or uh, yeah, a DVD, and let's say the DVD was twenty bucks. Just think if you can take that that same DVD and somebody paying you five dollars to rent it for you know either one or two days or three days. And you, I mean, just think how you'd be able to turn it over. And being a big company, you could you could probably buy in bulk. And so that business model was working extremely well until someone came and disrupted it. And in this book, it, it talks about some companies that comes along and, you know, creates disruption, i.e. Amazon. But we're talking here about Netflix. And what Netflix did say, hey, we're not going to charge you a actual late fee charge. Matter of fact, on top of that, just tell me tell me what DVD or anything you want. We'll mail it to you. So you don't even really have to leave the house except to go to your mailbox to get it and then put it in. And then it talked about what what that was great and everything, but once everyone was trying to catch up, Netflix started stepping ahead and started doing something else. They started creating their own content. So now you're locked in if you're, you know, if you're someone that, first of all, you had a subscription, like you like, now they're like, wait a minute, forget the physical DVDs. We're going to create a streaming service. And when we create this streaming service, we're going to also create our own series. Now you're bought in totally because Blockbuster didn't offer that. Blockbuster didn't didn't un, didn't see the the trends that were happening and seeing how things were shifting. And see, that's one thing about entrepreneurship is when entrepreneurs are always looking to solve problems. And and when they're looking to solve problems, they're finding they're, they're trying to find solutions. But we I don't want to thought I don't want to just talk about the actual at all the different theories, because sometimes, not sometimes, a majority of the time, I disagree with the theories that are in place. So let's first unpack and look at the actual definition of what they consider an entrepreneur. So according to Investopedia, an entrepreneur is an individual who creates a new business bearing most of the risk and enjoying most of the rewards. An entrepreneur is commonly seen as an inventor, I mean, an innovator, a source of new ideas, good service and, and business or uh, product, or, excuse me, or procedures. So that's the, the definition of what an entrepreneur is. Then I, I did further research and I want because I again, you know, before I bring any information to, to the family, I always want to do my research to understand what are they saying? They being people that are creating articles and, and putting things in place. And one of the things I, w- I read is the traits of an, a successful entrepreneur. And see, a lot of times when I, I'm reading these, I'm, I'm really I'm laughing to myself and I'm laughing to myself when I'm reading the the nine traits of a successful entrepreneur or the 32 traits of a, a successful entrepreneur. But see, it doesn't talk about that story. See, there was one time when I was on a, a vacation I was on this vacation and I was talking with this. Uh, we had to be seated at this the same table as another family due to the fact of uh, they basically overbooked the venue. So they were like, hey, would you be OK sitting here with this family and things like that? I said, 
you know, no problem because I'm a people person. I love to to talk. If you can't tell, that's why podcasting for me is is really like a break, you know, meaning a break of being able to just exert a lot of energy and a lot of things I want to say and talk and just have conversation. I know you can't see me, but that's coming soon to a YouTube near you. You see how I just plug that. But anyway, I digress. So what happened was the um, I was at I'm sitting at this table and as I'm at this table, you know, we, of course, you ask the general question. So, you know, hey, what do you do? And, you know, what do you do? So uh, I told him, hey, you know, I'm a you know project manager and you know, I've been doing project management for about you know, 10 plus years. And, you know, I enjoy kind of, you know, I enjoy it. I was like, but I've been having this calling on my life for a while and I've been, div- you know, dabbing with it here and there as far as entrepreneurship, as far as being a full time entrepreneur, meaning you know, not counting on a a particular job, whether it me being a consultant or or not, because that's what I actually am as a consultant. But just basically being the actual business that, you know, if you wanted me to do consulting, that you came through my business and I consulted that way versus going through a, a third party. And he was like, yeah, he said, you know, he said, you should do it. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I probably you probably right. Um, I said, so, you know, what do you do? So. His posture changed and, you know, when it changed, I, you know, I kind of kind of raised my eyebrow like what is going on here? And he said, let me tell you what happened. He said, when I um, I was working this job and they gave me, I th- he said, I think it was either two or three month. Um, heads up that they were going to lay him off and he couldn't understand it he said I show up every day I work overtime I even work you know and I'm not even getting paid for the overtime I work weekends if you call me I'm there to answer your calls and he went to his family he was like he was talking he said he went to his wife he said I don't know what we're gonna do and his wife was like do you understand everything that they do that they do at that job? Am I correct as far as in the field that you're in? He was like, yeah, I can. He said, basically, I can do it, you know, with my eyes closed. He said, what are some of the complaints of that you hear or whether you know, what are the complaints and what are some of the positive things? And so they start having that dialogue. And then eventually he was like, well, you know what? I think I know where you're going with this. And she was like, yeah, won't you just create your own business? So when they gave him his last, you know, you know, his severance after the three months were up, he went and created his own business. He said, no, I have to be honest with you. He said, I did not want to do this. He said, I enjoyed the opportunity to go into work and be able to get a paycheck and go home. He said, but I was putting in more time. He said, I, I was putting in more time than I than I did. I put in more time than I wanted to. And I said, I'm confused. I said, what do you mean putting in more time than you wanted to? He said, because I was so accessible because I wanted I really enjoy what I do. And because what I enjoy what I do, I didn't mind being on call. Um, I didn't mind working extra time overtime and, and, and not getting paid. I didn't mind, you know, working on. Um, weekends or, you know, training other people. He said, but what I missed was the point of, he said, when I went and worked for myself, 
He said, all of those things that I was doing extra, he said, all I did, I took all of that and poured it into my business. He said, actually, I became, my business became more successful than the company that I left from. I said, wow, that's amazing. I said, so how did you do it? He said, it was just, he said it was, it was much easier as far as the transition because I knew the customer base. So, you know, we talk about here creating, um, uh, Russell talks about it as well, your dream 100. And, and that originally came from, from the, uh, from Chet Holmes. He said, so I already knew my customer base because I was interacting with them all the time. And all I needed to do was set up the right procedures and process. He said, I brought my wife on. She handled the uh, she he said, I called her the everything woman because she ha handled everything customer related and related to me. If it was far as something particular work that I had to do. And I brought on extra employees. He said, man, he said it was just funny. He said, I didn't never think I could be an entrepreneur because of the fact of what they said entrepreneurship was and what you the characteristic that you had to be. He said, but the difference is now catch this family. He said, when I was pushed into it, I had no choice but to react. And my reaction was, if I don't make this happen, for my family, we may be out on the, on, the, on the road. So I know everyone talks about their why, like, what's your why? And that's, you know, and that's cute. That's that's really cute. But, you know, I, I remixed that thing and I said, what is your how come? You know, how come you're doing this? Well, I don't want my family on the street. How come you're doing this? Because I never want to be in a position where somebody can tell me no matter how much work I invest in, no matter how much time what we will never get back I invest in that they can take this this job away from me and they can take food out my family's mouth they can take a roof from over my uh, from my children's head I will never let, allow that to happen again so that is my how come so when I read these things about the traits that you have I understand they're just they're painting it from a a, a, a standpoint of this would make it this would be great if you had these things but when you look at entrepreneurship again, as I, I shared that story with, with that gentleman, he was forced into it. He was forced into it because of his family. He was forced into it because there wasn't any other opportunity that was available for him to do to, to take advantage of it. So that's why it's important, family, that when you are when you are chasing, when you have an ideal, I should say, and and a vision you need to go ahead and chase it because a lot of times too what I also hear is well you're not an entrepreneur if you have a full-time job and I don't believe that I think in this day and age you can have a full-time job and create businesses on the side or create um Businesses that actually run themselves or sell online. Don't stop listening to the dogma, as they say, of what people's beliefs are, because then you won't do anything. And that's that. And when you don't do anything, then, hey, who wins in that situation? See, the purpose of having a business, creating a, you know, a type of entity like a S Corp, a LLC or a C Corp or, or, or one of those is because you have something you can hand over to your child or to to your to your family. And I didn't realize that growing up. And when it came into play, 
Because just imagine you work for a company for 20 years, especially in this climate now. You work for a company 20 years and they lay you off because of the numbers. See, we're responsible as people, as, and I'm not referring to business. I'm saying as a person, you're supposed to have what? A savings and a checking. So why don't uh, why doesn't a business have a savings and a checking? They do have a savings and a checking. But the thing about it is, is you have to ask yourself, where is the savings going? Is, is it is, is, are, is it being saved to be able to support a situation like we're experiencing? Now, I understand this is one of those rare situa situations. However, we shouldn't have seen as many people get, you know, getting laid off as they did. But it happened. And that's why it's important that you need to create some type of, you know, I, I say side hustle, but I really mean side business with a, with some type of entity as attached to it. So you'll be able to, if something happens to continue doing what you've been doing with your, your business. So when you do that, it's all about the purpose of doing that is, is being able to find a purpose. See, I've known, I, 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 I say this, I'm not going to say I had known that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. I'll just say that it, it, it's been pulling at me from since I was a little kid. Once, remember when I told you guys a story about raking leaves, you know, and as many stories like that, like I was even thinking when I was putting this together, I was thinking when I was in college and I didn't, I hated asking my mother for, you know, cause I, I was a big, again, a Michael Jordan fan. So I wanted the new, new J's. I wanted, you know, um, different clothes and things like that. So I started selling mixtapes and how I would get people to buy the mixtapes. We would have little dorm parties and I'll be playing my mixtape and they'd be like, Oh, where did you get that from? And I was like, oh, I made it. I put different songs that I thought was hot. And he was like, how much? Hey, five bucks or give me, I, or, you know, five bucks. And if you if you like this one, I'm coming out with another one next week. So I just started, you know, doing that. And then I start selling food. And, you know, so I understood that uh, that the importance of having that disc discretionary income. And the funny thing about it is, is that I had all the music the DVDs weren't really much to purchase. I, I would take those DVDs, I mean, those DVDs and um, burn because you can burn uh, you can burn music or movies on there. So I I went and bought me a burner and and <laughs> I mean, I, they were selling like hotcakes. I couldn't I couldn't even keep them uh, enough. And then I had my friends. I would give it to them for free. And I was like, hey. Make sure you play this when you're around people or just playing it in general. But it was it was a good product. So it wasn't like I had to convince them. It was like, oh, man, I got it got some of my favorite jams on here. Or if you was a, a hip hop head like I was, you know, one of my best selling ones was the Method Man one. I mean, because it had some of his old school. I'm talking about just just the beat and him just spitting. And it worked really well. But my plan was, again, like I said, I needed to have a product to be able to sell because I wanted something. So I never even looked at it like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. And I'm, I was just like, I want this. And because I want this, 
I have to do this to get it, meaning I have to have a product and or a service. And that's what happens a lot of times when people go into the, the to the realm of entrepreneurship is that they want something that where they're at currently they can't have. I remember I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about just just business and jobs and, and everything. And I said to him, I said, um, let me ask you a question. Why would you need to tell your manager or supervisor that you're leaving early or you have to put in a request for vacation time? But when you work late or you work on off off hours, meaning like, let's say you only work Monday through Friday, but you're working on Saturday and Sunday. You don't have to tell them. And he just fell out laughing. And I said, exactly. I said, I said, isn't I said, that's I said, that is so that's just a, a, a unique question. I said, I pondered that a lot because of the fact of. That's what I believe. A lot of entrepreneurs are fighting for, whether full time or part time is because it's like I want my time back. I'm. I want the opportunity to dictate my own schedule. I want the opportunity to be able to be in the driver's seat and not the passenger seat of life, because there's a difference when you're in the passenger seat of life. The person that's driving can take you anywhere that he or she wants to take you. But when you are in the driver's seat, now you have the opportunity to drive and lead to wherever you need to go. And in that conversation with him, he said, you know, I he said I never even thought about it. He said, that's why I laughed, because I said he said that is interesting that you have to do that instead of just, you know, that lets you know that where you stand at with an organization. But that's standard across the board anyway, that any time that you, if you need to leave early or you want to take a vacation, you have to request it. But nobody asked the 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 polar opposite question of, but why don't I have to do that if I want to work overtime, if I'm a salary employee? Or even maybe if I'm an hourly employee. And I can't charge that time, why don't I never have to bring that up? So, family, when you are looking at being an entrepreneur, like I said, whether part time or full time, I still think it's a must that we must be able to create, you know, additional income or if anything, build a build that skill set. The reason why I started this podcast show was due to the fact of, as I stated before, is I wanted to build a skill set on building sales processes. So I started I had started with funnels a long time ago, but I had stopped dealing with them because of the fact of I really start wanting to hone my craft of project management. And when I when I decided to come back and started learning funnels and everything like that again, what I did realize is the importance of building that skill set. And part of the training of the 30 day challenge was that I was required to publish every day. And that's how this this the show came about. And I'm so glad that I did, because entrepreneurship to me is is all about you building a new skill set 
that that you didn't have, but yet taking the experiences and everything that you've learned along the way and adding to it, because being being able to being able to be a consistent and constant learner is one of the valuable traits. I don't care if you work for somebody or you're, you you don't work for somebody. If you're a full time entrepreneur or you work for somebody, you still need to be somebody that is comfortable uh, with being uncomfortable of being a continuous learner. And see what I understood as well is, is that you can't. I think it's more important to be able to hand a company to your family versus being able to hand a 401k because a 401k goes up and down. So if 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 the stock market go, you know, crashes, then you don't have a valuable only you don't really have a true valuable asset with a business is a valuable asset. So if they decide that they don't want to be part of the business, they could sell the business and hopefully that if you did everything right, you set them up for success, that they can, you know, be able to take that money and understand and seeing what you did and be able to model and say, okay, I understand that. Yes, I can work for somebody, which is fine, but I also need to be able to take that money and be able to create a business where it was a lawn care business, a swimming pool, you know, whatever that business is selling online, you know, taking that money and, and, and doubling it and tripling it because that's the, the, the goal that you want. There's nothing like ownership. I don't know about you, but once I started understanding the entrepreneurship can equal ownership, I've never been the same since. I, I just haven't. I, I've, I've tried to, you know, sometimes I will find myself in conversations with uh, people talking about job problems and, you know, I'll fall victim to it for a little bit. And then, I, you know, I kind of snap out of it. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, um, that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I'm providing a service, pushing projects along. But I know that my end goal is just in case if anything goes left or the, you know, the pandemic gets you know worse that I can be able to transition into doing what I've been doing, getting up at 3 a.m. and working on my on the different businesses that I have and creating products and services that will serve anybody in times of, you know, um, if it gets worse or if it gets better. I mean, just being I call entrepreneurship positioning yourself in a sense. There's three quotes that you know, I really that I found during my research. One of them was by Madam C.J. Walker. If you're not familiar with her, she's one. And I'm not going to break each one of them down, but her especially reason why I want to break her down is because the reason she got started is because there wasn't anything in place for black women that was as of good quality, in my opinion. You know, this is my thoughts of it. Now I can go in further detail about her and I may do just a whole, you know, show just about different various black entrepreneurs that I really admire. Um, but let's talk about what, what she said. She said, I had to make my, my own living and my own opportunity, but I made it. Don't sit down, wait for the opportunities to come to you, get up and make them. This is by Mae J- uh, Jamison. 
she said, never be limited by other people's limited imagination. See, that's that's something I always share with you guys, too, is stop being stop allowing other people's limited limited beliefs to be thrown on you when you sometimes you have to be careful about exposing what you're working on as far as hey you know I'm creating this 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 amazing uh, product and service because if you're not confident in it right as you're going through the the steps and process of putting this together and you're trying to share it with somebody they will throw their limited beliefs on you. Why would you want to create that? Who's going to buy that? You know, but they don't understand. Even if the product doesn't work, what you're going to get out of the process of knowing, okay, that didn't work. Well, let me try something else. And that's another thing with entrepreneurship. You have to be willing to take some some losses and being able to take some risk on creating products, you know, um, creating services. And if it, if it takes to find out what's the reason, I remember Kobe uh, in one of his interviews, I think it was with uh, Lewis Howe when he was talking about how, and I'm a paraphrase here a little bit. He had a conversation with a young lady that assisted him in coaching uh, the, his, you know, his daughter's basketball team and they had lost, I think it was Connecticut and it hasn't hadn't lost for a, a long time and they had lost the game. I think it was a Notre Dame at that time. And she, he asked her, have you watched the tape? And he was, she was like, no, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to see it because of what, how we, you know, basically we lost. I don't want to see that. I, <laughs> and he was like, no, you need to watch it because you, this will give you an opportunity and see what you can do better on and what was actually happening. So that way, when you're back in that situation again, you'll be able to respond accordingly. And that's what, you know, that's why a lot of people run from creating a business or run from creating a side hustle because they're afraid of failing, failing. And, and when you're afraid of failing, that means that you are willing to be told what to do consistently. And I'll clear that up. What I mean, you, you're willing to be told what to do, meaning that you're unwilling to to learn a new skill set and be horrible at it at this at this on this podcast show. I am working on continually to get better. When I first started, I, I wasn't creating a whole bunch of notes. I wasn't, you know, putting frameworks into place. I wasn't structuring a show or, or not. All I was doing was I would get on the mic and I would talk because I was like, this for me is I'm living this. So this is easy. But I realized I needed to have some type of structure in place. So family, I'm going to I'm going to wrap up here and close with some some of these things. What you want to understand is if you decide, and I hope that you do, I hope that listening to this show today makes you want to make some changes as far as creating generational wealth by creating a business, because you won't be able to hand your job to your family. You won't be able to hand 
you know, um, the skill set that you learned from that job to your family, what you would be able to do is hand a business to them. You would be able to hand how to create different products and services to them. So they never have to, if they don't want to work for somebody and they want to work for themselves, they can have that opportunity. You will be able to create an a, a situation where it allows them to have an opportunity to make a decision if they want to work for somebody or they don't. And even if they want to work for somebody, still ha ha making sure they understand the value of creating their own. All I want to say, family, is when you do make that decision, understand your purpose behind it and your purpose behind it. It could be a, a, a variations of a lot of different things, but write it down, write it down. So, you know, when you're tired and you don't feel like doing this, when you just feel like it's not working, you can go back and refer to your purpose and understand that you, this is the reason why you decide to do it. And, and, and always know it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be extremely uncomfortable. Every time I get on this show and I'm or I'm searching for information, it's. It's, it's more or less doing the research and I'm like, oh, man, is, is, is this going to work? Is the family going to enjoy this? Is it is it going to be something that, you know, I'm going to change some life because you got change somebody change some people's life. You guys know my goal is to change 1000 people's life. I want to start there because I know um, if I could start with the 1000, I can make it 100,000, you know, and, and just 10x and just keep going. So. That is my ultimate goal, family. I hope the information that I shared with you was was definitely moving. I'll leave you with one last quote, and it's really around what I think that I shouldn't say what I think, what I know will help you make decisions regarding if entrepreneurship is for you or not. But it's really about around a mantra that we live by, which is being committed, not interested and being committed requires you to be disciplined and being disciplined allows you to be able to have the habits that are required to be great. Here we go. Discipline is not a dirty word. There is far more freedom and opportunity for creativity and success and joy and enjoying discipline. Years ago, someone I very much respected told me the reason they were successful is that they embrace doing what other people resent or are reluctant to do. That's by Janice Bryant. Uh, I think it's Howard. But that last piece, family, that last piece speaks I mean, if I don't say anything else or you don't remember anything else on this show, remember this last piece of that quote where she said she said they were successful because they were able to embrace of doing what other people resent or are reluctant to do. What are you resenting and what are you reluctant to do? to be the best version of yourself. I am your humble host, E.D. Thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed today's show. This is the Impact Secret Podcast Show, episode 101.